Welcome to the show that nobody watches. It's your boy, Crump Diddy. On today's episode, man, we're talking about a couple different things here. Some stories that I found to be very wacky. Happened, I believe, in Florida. There was a guy that was driving the HOV lane. Now, it's funny because I guess it's called different things in different states. But for those of you that don't know what that means, the HOV lane is a lane that they typically put in a lot of expressways, that's basically just a carpool lane. You can use that lane to basically speed right through. It's like an express lane to cut through all the congestion. But the catch is you have to have a passenger with you, uh, one or more passengers with you, has a carpool, you know, they, I guess to reduce the amount of traffic and, and, you know, gases going into the atmosphere and all that nonsense or whatever, which I guess it's, it's a smart thing to do. If, hey, if you carpool, save you know, on emissions, you know, we'll let you cut the traffic. It's like, uh, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. However, this person that was driving the HOV lane got pulled over. And yes, if you are driving by yourself and a cop pulls up behind you and and through your back window, can't see another passenger, you're going to get pulled over and you're going to get a pretty pricey ticket. But this guy probably broke the system. This guy was very slick. This guy ended up so he got away in probably the most slickest way possible. See, the cop pulls him over, and I think you can find this video online. You can probably hear the whole interaction of the body cam. He pulls him over, and he's trying to explain to him, hey, you know you're in the HOV lane. There's a carpool lane. You got to have another passenger, at the at least one at the very minimum. Um, I'm going to have to get you a ticket for this. This is illegal. He goes, well, wait a minute. Stop right there, buddy. I actually do have a passenger. He's like, well, where is he? Turns out, The guy was driving a hearse. He was on his way to deliver a body to a funeral home. He's like, he's in the back, but he's no longer with us. So the cop automatically was like, oh, yeah, well, I guess I'm going to let you go with a warning. But next time you need to have somebody alive as a passenger. So I thought that was pretty crazy. The guy broke the system. He's like, hey, I got somebody. He's just not alive, but there's a physical body in there. But the cop, I guess, thought of as a very clever loophole so he let him off with a warning uh brilliant guy there was another incident i noticed um you know you've heard of road rage but have you heard of boat rage there's an incident that happened uh over i'm not sure i think it was in south florida as well um family was driving on their boat you know it looked like a, a small version of a yacht don't know what you call that i'm not a boat guy but they're driving their boat, you know, the ones that have a, a, an opening in the back where you can just sit down and you have the whole view behind you. Uh, there's nothing blocking your view. Well, this dude, for whatever the reason, because they don't show the whole video, what was the precursor to it? This guy decides to come in a boat that looks like if Tom Hanks from Castaway was able to build a boat and attach some sort of bootleg motor, this would be the boat that he would. this guy was using. And this guy got so upset at these people. I don't know if he was mad that they're all doing so well in their life. I don't know what it is, but he decided to ram their boat so hard that his boat almost flew on top of their loading ramp on their boat, the backside of it, and almost got stuck. I don't know if boat rage has always been a thing, but it's not like road rage in the car where it's about, I would say, about seven times out of ten, nothing really happens but just an argument. A couple middle fingers being thrown at each other. Boat rage, man, you fucking bash somebody with your boat. If you try to cut them off, you're asking to be either fly out of your boat, okay, basically bash your boat to where you got a leak, 
you know, you're you're at you're playing with so much more fire. I thought it was hilarious that this guy did it. You got to go check out the video. I think if you put boat rage uh, right now in Google, you'll be able to find it. It's, it's actually going viral because it's so stupid and crazy at the same time what this guy's done. Another thing I want to uh, get into, guys, I have to bring this up right off the back. I have finally, finally, finally released an enhanced demo album of all the demo songs I was working on over the last year. I could have done this way earlier, but with the move and everything that was going on, uh, I was kind of taking my time on it. I was going back to because this is just a hobby of mine. I like to make music on the side, but this is like the first time ever that I got about 12 or 13 songs um, and I recorded demos. I basically got my acoustic guitar or my electric guitar put on GarageBand as a recording platform and put in some drum loops in there. And I was just playing and singing, recording songs little by little. And then I finally wanted to tweak them up a little bit because a lot of them are bad quality, but they're demos. So whatever, I guess I can get away with some form of murder there. But um, check it out on YouTube. It's the Cafecitos, you know, Cafe, C-A-F-E-Citos, C-I-T-O-S. Uh, I believe that's how you spell it. Fuck, I don't even know how to spell my own thing. Um, but I'll try to put a link in the description here. Check it out. I finally got it. Um, a little bit of a surprising reaction of what I chose as the cover art for the album. Uh, I won't go into detail uh, what it is, but it's the the cover art is basically uh, the words "The Cafecitos," which is the name of the band, which I'm the only person part of it. <laughs> and the album is called, at least the demo album is called "Espomita," which "Espomita" is when you're making Cuban coffee. It's that nice. Uh, like almost caramel color film of foam that comes on the top of it. Uh, it's the best part of the Cuban coffee. If you know how to do it right, it looks sexy on a, on a, on a Cuban coffee thing. But um, that's what the name of it. The Spomita is basically the best part of the Cuban coffee if it's done right, aside from the other benefits of drinking Cuban coffee, like being awake for six weeks. Um, and I put a picture of, uh, of, a, of a woman on there. Um <laughs> I don't want to explain who the person is because it's irrelevant as far as who the person is. Uh, but it was, it's basically paying thanks to this person in a good way. Um, there's an individual that I had a little fallout with mainly my fault because I was going through a lot of shit and I kind of took things out of context and long story, whatever. I don't want to get into it. Um, but I'm so proud of these songs, even though they are bad quality and they need lots of work. I mean, the, you got to fly in the best 50 musicians in here and producers to fucking give me a lifeline type of work. They need a lot of work in them. But I mean, hey, for somebody who this is all done on a little iPhone, you know, and most of these were done in one take and half the time I was intoxicated, cut me some slack. They're pretty good, in my opinion. Um at least some of them are catchy, in my opinion. But um, it was basically paying thanks to this person because this person was the original motivation for even me wanting to put an album together. And um, I don't know. I'm, I'm getting a whole bunch of messages here. And I kind of, even though things kind of want water, you know, sour. Um, go, th this is a segue into my next topic, by the way. But even though things went sour, I wanted to make sure that this person... Uh, even though I don't feel really comfortable uh, trying to tell this person what I'm doing, <laughs> I'm pretty sure she finds out she get a little mad. But I'm actually it's it's not to to disrespect this person. It's like, hey, you are you your face, you yourself, you are the embodiment of the motivation uh, 
to to of why this such awesome thing exists and i i can't thank you enough um i know things went pretty bad in the past um and that's where it should stay in the past um and obviously always willing to uh to repair broken bridges with friends uh anybody who i can be if i can if i like you enough to be a friend and bridges fucking fell apart i don't mind fixing them but uh at least into that is even a possibility you my friend are were the reason why i even got motivated to start this process and through everything else that's happened after that i was able to somehow finish it so thank you because if it wasn't for you i would have probably have never done this uh at least with the motivation and passion that i had when i was first starting this so that's why i put the picture of this person it's really kind of paying homage and respect to this person it's not really to because not and there's not even one song that's even about this person i this person is just the reason why the motivation to create this even happened but segue into the next topic um you know burnt bridges you know i believe can be fixed so i'm gonna keep this short and sweet here guys life's too short it really is um pride can be a good thing but it could also be your downfall. You know, if you have, if whether it's your fault or not, you know, if life throws an opportunity, to, uh, you know, an opportunity your way to fix, you know, broken bridges, you know, make amends with the past so you can enjoy your present, you know, I think you should do it. Um, it's very important that you do because, you know, you don't know what could come from that. You don't know how good it feels, how satisfying it feels in the soul when you know that, hey, I had a very bad conflict with this person. Or for whatever X and Y reason, me and this person are not friends anymore. You know, we're not as close as we used to be. But you know what? Time heals all wounds. And it's always good to try to shake hands, you know, and, and shake it off, you know, and do the best you can to repair any broken bridges if possible. The whole thing, now I understand some people do really messed up things to you. And so it stays fresh, like a fresh wound. And it seems like you're never going to forget that person because of what they've done. And I agree, there are some people who do really bad, horrible things that you should not forgive them if you don't feel comfortable. you know. But if you feel like this person does not have a negative impact on your life anymore, and bygones be bygones, and life... Th- life puts it on your lap to make amends you know what do it there's nothing wrong with that you know so i say if you can do it if you can't look into it but fixing old bridges that burnt down is not a bad thing it's a good thing it means that it shows a sign of strength and forgiveness and that you have evolved as a person compared to that you know now whether you see them differently or not I, that's on you but time heals all wounds. You know, another thing I want to talk about today too, real quick is there's a topic that's going around about race bending. And I saw this in the news today. Um, People were upset, especially black people. Um, You know, a lot of black YouTubers were coming out making videos about this. Uh, People on Twitter that, you know, we're out. It's outrage culture. So, what do you expect? But people were actually mad about what's going on with the Little Mermaid. The Little Mermaid, they they cast. You know, they're doing an actual live action Little Mermaid movie, 
And people were upset because of the fact that, you know, Little Mermaid originated, I guess it was like a, it was a, a Danish story. It was or a story made by somebody in Danish, uh, a Danish dude. Um, and people were, f- were, were pissed off because when they announced they were doing a live action, you know, movie of this, they saw who they were casting as the Little Mermaid and they got upset. I believe her name is Hallie Bailey's. And she is an African-American woman and people were upset. Now there was other people that were happy about it and they were saying that this is, it's about time, you know, we got to be inclusive. I get it, but see, you know, and they're saying that white people were getting mad and I don't really think it was so much white people from the looks of it, based on the, the amount of YouTube videos I've been watching lately, it's been a lot of black YouTubers speaking their mind about it, saying that it's basically race bending. Uh, the argument on their side is that they're basically are, they're tired of the handouts. They rather their own new comic book characters, new Disney princesses or characters, new franchises within action movies or within novels, something. They basically want more unique, original stories and comic books and characters and movies and shows and cartoons that are basically african-american they want to have their own genre of that and i you can't blame them you know people get upset about it but it's also the same people you understand when they did avatar the last airbender or whatever it was called people got mad because they thought it was whitewashed they chose you know actors that were they wasn't they chose everybody but you know an asian and I think it's just because Hollywood gets the rights to do the movie and they choose who they feel is affordable or who would be best, you know, for the movie. And I guess, uh, you know, with the type of budget and marketing monsters that they had for that movie, it was such a big franchise made a Nickelodeon. It was like a Nickelodeon show that I think they started off as a comic or started off as a comic after. I'm not sure, but it was made some by some American dudes from Nickelodeon. And they got the licenses to do the movie, I believe. And, you know, they made it. Everyone, everyone lost their mind. They were upset about that. You know, it was another movie, too. I forgot. Oh, my God. So the cyborg one that the chick from the Avengers is in. I don't know her. I can't remember the name now. But anyways, they got mad at her. The, the, the person who plays Black Widow, um, they got mad that they chose her to play an iconic Japanese uh, half human, half cyborg character. It's based off an anime movie. And they got mad, said it was whitewashed. But see, now the same thing is happening now with The Little Mermaid. You know, people are saying that it's almost like the the African-American community, at least the ones on YouTube that are making videos talking about this. They're saying it's basically blackwashing. Little Mermaid was never black. She was always a ginger, you know, a Caucasian ginger, you know, and they wanted something that basically represents the iconic character that everybody knows and grew up to love you know and here's the thing i personally don't care as long as you can do the role if you can pull it off i don't care what you look like but at the same time i understand the loyalists you know ones that are loyal to the franchise loyal to the the cartoon series the comic book series they want a living embodiment a reincarnation of their comic book characters or whoever i understand both sides of the argument I just think what makes it worse is, as of course, as usual, outrage culture, people are posting stuff online, you know, that it's white people getting upset or whatever. And it's always white people, the racist or whatever, and it's making threats. And here's my thing about it. It's not just them. 
people, it's one thing to get mad that they chose a black woman. It's another to be mad that, hey, I understand you chose a black woman, but why? This looks nothing like the Ariel from the character that we all know and love. You know, they want a, 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 a part of the whole live action, especially from a cartoon, is to be able to get somebody who looks exactly like all the favorite characters, you know, you anticipated, you've been knowing for a long time in your life. And I understand the argument from both sides, but I just think people are really taking it overboard with the whole, you know, race baiting and and defending this. I think that give her a chance. Hey, if she's good, then keep her as the Little Mermaid. You know, Little Mermaid, I mean, come on, you can make sequels out of that. And just print money. Disney could just print money at this point, you know. And Disney, they're going to have their own streaming service pretty soon. So, they're, I mean, they're just printing money left and right. You know, so, I mean, it's the same thing. They wanted to do James Bond and make him black. And I didn't, I was surprised because it was a, it was a 50, 50. There was a lot of, you know, uh, blacks, Hispanics and whites that had came out and done some videos and that they weren't happy with that decision. You know, then there was some that loved the decision. They think it's the greatest thing ever. It's about time they have that. And I, like I said, I get both points of view and I think they both make valid points. However, sometimes you just got to let things play out and see where it goes. I mean, you never know. I mean, that's like my, my friend sent me a funny photo today of, of the it's a meme. Somebody saying, I can't wait to see Black Panther 2. And it shows uh, what's the white guy's uh, the guy from the notebook, <laughs> him wearing the Black Panther suit. It's basically kind of like can't wait to make Black Panther. He's going to be a white guy because at this point we're changing everybody around and using all the colors in the rainbow. You know, so I thought it was a pretty funny meme because it kind of shows the direction that a lot of movie studios will go in order to, to feel like they're including everyone, which is noble. I get it. But, man, when it comes to iconic franchises, man, you got to be careful with that because people want to see living embodiments, re reincarnated, recreated in real life versions of everything they grew up to watch, whether it be cartoons or comic books. You know, they want to see a reincarnation. Because it's the only way it helps him identify with the character. You're already so used to with the way he looks. So that's what happens. But guys, let me know what you think. Do you think the whole thing with the Little Mermaid, they should give her a chance? I mean, at this point, I think it's already too late. She's already signed a D on the dotted line. But do you think, you know, do you think she deserves this type of criticism? Do you think it would have been better if they chose somebody who looks exactly like Ariel from the cartoons? Or do you think that this is fucking who cares? We're going to go see the fucking movie anyways. Let me know what you think below, guys. Once again, it's your boy, Crump Diddy. Peace.